set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Tales from the Hood from 1995, directed by Rusty Cundiff. So guys, we're back at it again, discussing black horror movies, this time from a black director. Um, I was very, very excited to talk about this movie um because it offers us a little something different um than our last pick which was the people under the stairs by Wes Craven um first we're dealing with an anthology film yes and so we have like a different formula here and also we are dealing with things that are going on in the black community from the standpoint of 1995. Mid-90s concerns in the Black community, um, some of which are very relevant, some of which I was like, well, all right. <laughs> this was a choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Brittany yeah. knows way more about this movie than me um, also, because I this is the first time I ever saw it. I know you're going to ask. I was going to ask if you've seen this before. <laughs> I have not. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Like uh, this. Okay. So side note: I have been doing a lot of um, horror movie watching this month, more than I usually do um, ever. And um, yeah, if I haven't seen the movie or heard the movie or heard the title, it's very hard for me to be like. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that because those things I'm just like, this is not really interesting to me. Like, I'm not interested. And I don't know what my reasoning for this one is, but like, just in general, it's very hard for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna just settle on this movie and see where the journey takes me because usually I'm like, no, this is quite enough. (laughs) I feel more disappointed by horror movies, I guess, because they're supposed to be high stakes. And then if it doesn't deliver, I'm like, what the fuck? But. I mean, this movie was enjoyable uh, up until a point, I will say. <laughs> I think I enjoyed this movie way more than I enjoyed um, uh, The People Under the Stairs. I feel like this is more of an adult movie. Um, not necessarily. Well, yeah, I would say adult. Adult situation sounds like sex, but I'm like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is like for this is for grownups. This is for grown people. For the most part, some of it, except for the, well, you know what, too? The one with the dolls. Bro. <laughs> I don't know who that's for, <laughs> but um, that might be for children. But, like, yeah, this uh, this is an interesting watch, the whole, um, especially seeing, like, like the mid-90s from, like, a black perspective. I felt like some of it, I was like, damn, did a white person direct this? Because... <laughs> Some of it was so over the top. I was like, it's not, I don't know, no, like, I mean, I'm not, I don't kiki with bang, like gang bangers or whatever, but like, <laughs> I feel like this is just so like, yo man, what's up, man? What's up, fool? I'm like, oh God, okay. 
And we talked about it a little off air. Like we talked about like how you don't really like anthology movies, like uh, anthology horror movies. I'm trying to think. Like what's the other anthology movie that I've seen recently? I I can only think of American Horror Story. That's not a movie, but that's okay. not. I mean, I have different issues with American Horror Story, mainly because it starts off really strong and then like tumbles off a cliff around the third or fourth episode. And I just can't dedicate my time like that. I just don't have like I have I can give you up to two and a half, maybe three hours. I can't give you like 10 hours of my time for you to disappoint me continuously, Ryan Murphy. So, oh my god, I, I mean, do you know any? Like, can you think of any up the top of your head? Like, horror, yes, okay, thank you. We got Creep Show, we got Creep Show 2, we got VHS, we got Southbound. Um, these are all movies those... I have not seen, so maybe I do like horror <laughs> anthologies, and I just don't know. Maybe I just don't like anthologies to in general. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to test that theory. I just don't really bang with Ryan Murphy all the way like that. And that's from just like, like firsthand experience. Like, it's not like a, I hate you, like via the internet because the internet told me you were trash. Like, I've sat there and watched a lot of American Horror Story and, until I was just like, this is, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> this is. Remember us screaming about the nipple lamp? Y'all when it happened. <laughs> which ep- which season that was uh that Asylum, was right? Asylum. That's bruh. everybody's favorite, which I don't like. That's my favorite. See, that's that's a lot of people's favorite, and I don't like Asylum, so that's why I don't know. I think I fell off around um whatever the one the clowns uh, uh. I don't remember. What the was presidential? Called, oh, wait, no, Freak Show? No, freak Show, yeah. Freak Show was the very last one, and I was like, this isn't enough. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I did like the tie back that they did, but I was like, no, I don't have time for this. So, um, But yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then I mean, I'll be open to more like horror movies, like horror movie anthologies. I mean, it's just, you know, the the genre overall, sometimes it takes me a lot to, like, I get, I get comfortable with the ones that I know, and I'm just like, okay, I'm good. Okay, we gotta expand your horizons like I, we did this week. Okay. We had you watch Creep. That was the craziest <laughs> That movie, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you something that w- I don't like whoever that is, Mark Duplass or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I've, I haven't liked him ever since I saw him on the Mindy Project. Something about him just felt very, you know, the light not reaching your eyes. What's the other one? Ike, Burnt, Baron, whatever. The other guy that was on that Ooh, show. Mm-mm, the real, don't like, some ain't right, I, ain't some ain't right there. Either. Right? Don't it's like just that. like a lot of, there's just a lot of. There's a lack of soul <laughs> that I can see. And so I was like, hell no, I'm never going to watch the movie. But I watched the movie anyway because I needed something to play in the background. And I was just going to watch Train to Busan. But I didn't. And um, I'm probably going to watch that later. Uh, yeah, that movie is... 
There's a lot of jump scares in that movie. <laughs> but then also it's like weirdly funny in a way that's just like, you know you're going to die at the end of this. <laughs> Use your instincts. Follow your instincts. That man was not following no kind of instincts. So, um, and now you're trying to get me to watch Creep Show too. Or not Creep Show, Creep. Creep 2. Creep 2 is a sequel. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one, bro. <laughs> it was funny. I, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram, then you um, will know that I've been posting a lot of movies pretty much every day, if not every day, like every couple days, uh, watching a new movie. Some of them are not good. I was very disappointed by Reanimator. <laughs> I was extre- Girl, I fell asleep on that movie. That's how you- <laughs> not into it I was. I was like, this is not for me. Also, H.P. Lovecraft is definitely burning up crispy. Oh, yeah. That man. Amongst the Inhale. flames of hell. If that Inhale. is, if, if that, if, if what's in Reanimator is in like the original like story, I was like, you, you, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, I mean, <sighs> I never read it. Uh- like, H.P. Lovecraft is a piece of shit. He's in hell. Some of the works based on his books are interesting. Like, what's... I'll get back to you because my brain just did what it do. Um <laughs> But shit. I don't. I mean, this is my first time really interacting with Lovecraft's work I, that I know of, like intentionally, like with Lovecraft Country and like. <laughs> I say Lovecraft Country like that because I haven't finished it, but apparently it was not that great of an ending, and and I just don't feel like watching it <laughs> anymore. So while we are here talking about. You mentioned it. You brought it up. You brought it's it up. It's not my fault. Don't do that to me, but we can talk about it. You brought it up. You brought it up. And I'm here talking you about it. I watched it. You brought it up. We're here talking about a black horror movie for black audiences by a black director, right? Mm-hmm. A black writer, director, black creators for black audiences. Um, I'm a black person. You know, Gasp. I'm a black horror fan. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, y'all know I'm colored, y'all. I'm colored, okay? She said she wasn't going to say it that this year, and here she goes. She back at it again. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. So, uh, Lovecraft Country was interesting to watch because it had a lot going on. Um, I was excited, but hesitant. Um... Because with a certain production company attached to it, I'm never positive about what I'm going to get. Because Ooh, which one? There's two. Uh, yeah, it is. But with Monkey Paw Productions, oh. I don't know what I'm going to get because it can be something where it's like, this is you. You are the audience for it, but I also feel like I'm a secondary audience for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because I feel like. It is for black people, but to teach white people lessons. Yes, I feel like that too, because every freaking week we would talk about like, because my, my, um, my boss would talk about it um, during our like status meetings, because you have daily status. And then 
you know, he he was behind, so he would actually ask us. Because he's always trying to get his kid to watch stuff with him. And I was like, listen, let your kid be a kid. Let him be, like, a junior high kid or whatever. Like, you don't have to, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I can't really. But I was like, you don't have to always, I mean, I was never invited to watch HBO with my mama. But, like, <laughs> but like he was always like, okay, I need to know, like, how much sex is in this episode or whatever. Because that was always the part that was, like, concerning to him. And I was always like, yeah, it's way more sex now. <laughs> There's way more. But he was like, that show is just so good. And, da, da, da. and eventually I was like, yeah, I was like, because it started off really strong. Like that first episode, I was like, okay, I get it. Like it makes sense. And then, um, like, I think around, I don't know. I don't, uh, Jamie Chung's episode, like that was a good episode, but then it started to go like off in kind of weird ways and actually not even that episode it was the episode before that with Christina and Ruby and that started the shit and I I still I'm still that was really uh. bothersome for me in a lot of different ways and I don't know if I have the words to express it I hate it Be- I, I yeah hate I mean it. I hated it because as a black woman I have for me I'm speaking on behalf of me, myself, Brittany. I have no desire to be white at any point. And yeah. I yeah, don't that. understand that. Right. And if I woke up as a white woman at any given day, like that would be jarring and scary. And I would want never want to happen again. And, and she kept letting it happen. And she kept doing it over and over. And she said that she kept doing it because it gave her freedom to be herself and to move about the world. But but like, even though you're you on the inside, you're not you on the outside. Yeah, I thought she would have stopped that when she started going, when she was working at the department store and hearing all the white women talk about like black people. And, you know, it kind of, you could see on her face, like, it kind of, like, bothered her, but she didn't say anything. And I was like, this should be your moment where you're just like, okay, enough of this bullshit. Because, like, I mean, I don't really like to move in spaces where people don't like me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really feel like that's freedom. Like, I do it all the time. And, like, I mean, a lot of the things, activities, workplace, full of white people, um, and I'm not going to let that stop me from, like, getting what I need to get done, done, or what I want to do, or the activities I like to do, or whatever. I'm going to do it regardless. But, like, uh, I never equated to, like, freedom, or, like, oh. And then, like, when they, oh, the the Emmett Till episode. And I was, yes. like, on, on his, the day of his funeral, girl. <laughs> and you, you're with someone who says, I don't care, and you know him. Yeah, you don't care. He said, you don't care. That's like, that's someone in your community that you knew or your, your, um, what was her name? What was the, the girl's name that that was her friend? And like, that, even, even if you did know him personally, like just the, 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 the knowledge of like what was done to him was like it's still horrible to like hear about to this day because like they recreated it in the in the show and I was like yeah. no I don't want any more I don't want any more of this and I was just like Ruby Ruby why are they doing this to Ruby <laughs> and Ruby is such a, I guess spoilers for Lovecraft Country like Ruby is such 
she was such a good character. Like she was a good character, and then this is what you do with the character, oh, and it's making ha- me wonder, like, what is it? Like, what's pop? Like, what's going on in the book? I don't know because I read a little bit of the the plot points for the book. And, like, some stuff is completely different. Like, Uncle George is still alive. Like, I mean, he might be. I don't know. He I haven't finished crossroads. it. No, yeah. He was, like, in the last story or whatever. But I don't remember what the last story was about because I was like, well, let me just make sure. Because I was sitting there and I was like, what in the hell is happening? That was in the second episode. And then I realized that it's, like, an <laughs> <laughs> it's an anthology and so I was like oh and and then I mean they kind of tied it more together in this show where it didn't feel like necessarily like an anthology because it's all the same characters like I don't really you know and it's like the storyline is moving but it's just very brief snippets at different points of the year I guess I kind of so, like that idea honestly I mean it wasn't terrible someone it's not who like- don't write but Pretend like they do. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention J.J. Um, Abrams. I mean, Did I ain't got time for that. I just, I just, listen. I, as someone who's into horror, like, they showed us the horrors of racism. And girl, we get it because we live it every day. We see it on the news. We are currently living in it. Oh, when she we did apart. time travel back <laughs> and synced it. And now, like, we, we get that. And I yeah. feel like, for me, I just want Black horror to be experimental and new and fresh and take risk and just do things new and for me. Yeah, like, I feel like do things for-, for me and not for other audiences. I want what you create to be for me and for me as your audience and not for me as an afterthought it's interesting too because the showrunner is black she's a black woman exactly and so i was like i'm sure that's a lot of people right why a lot of people tuned in but like for me personally like you gotta it's not enough for you to look like me and like be a woman and shit like that like i i need you to do something good (laughs) I need you to do good shit. I'm not gonna sit there and throw all my weight behind you for me to be just like this is some this is some bullshit, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and I don't really know like her track record. She this might be like her first. Is this her first thing? Who is that person? Let me. I don't like to not say names, but Misha uh, Green. Yeah, I don't know what she's done. But I, I, the performances of every person on the cast were great. Jonathan. <laughs> Oh, oh, she did. Shirts. Oh, she yes. wrote for Heroes, Sons of Anarchy, and she was a producer on Helix. I don't know what that is. And okay. then she created Underground, which my mom okay. watched and she liked a lot. Um, so she's okay. done stuff. I, I mean, I watched Sons of Anarchy, but not for the story or the plot. <laughs> I mean, she's or, done things that everything that she has been involved with, I've watched. Yeah. I thirst watched. I wa- I thirst watched Sons of Anarchy because that shit was off the rails. <laughs> Juicy <laughs> boy. And I kept. Oh my god. I kept watching it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Lovecraft Country. I mean, I mentioned J.J. Abrams because I was like, when I heard he was involved, I was like, okay, you keep you keep veering off and doing shit that I don't like. Um, 
because I watched Lost <laughs> and I was never bored by Lost. So that was a good thing. Like I never had a, like a, even though the shit stopped making sense, like long <laughs> way in the beginning, I, um, kept watching it. But like, I mean, you know, this recent shit, you know, the Star Wars and all this other stuff. Like I'm like, like I, when he, when I, I said it on the thing, on the, um, on the Matrix thing that we did the, the guesting on, we were guests on that. We were talking about Lovecraft Country and I was like, I mean, it might come together at the end. I don't know. But it's a J.J. Abrams <laughs> production. So there's a good chance it won't make a lick of sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe one day I'll finish it. I don't really I'm not in the. I'm not in a rush. I'm sorry. That episode really bothered me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was difficult. <sighs> that episode. But... Oh, God. And they played they played that song, too. That um that cover of I'll Put a Spell on You, which I've been w- listening to like all summer because it was also in I May Destroy You. And I was like, this is a banger. And then they played it during this shit. I was like, I was excited and I realized what was happening. And I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> and I listened to the song back later and I was like, that meme of that guy taking off those headphones. I was like, I'm disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> disgusted. And so. It's just. It's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you were about to say, Tales from the Hood. I was going to say, Tales from the Hood was a film that I feel like is for your audience. Like, Rusty, who was in previous episodes, School Days, because he was passing the pussy. Oh, God. (laughs) Was he really? Yeah, he was pass the business. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> As one of the people on Spike Lee's line in school days, he was also in previous episode, um, Hollywood Shuffle. Oh, so he just pops up everywhere. Honestly, so, he gives youth pastor energy in this movie because he it does act in this movie. And um, I saw that vest in those twists, and I said, he's about to say, let me tell you a story about a man named Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like he was trying to make a a horror film for for Black folk. Is there, like, background on this? Like, is there some sort of, because I don't know, like, what, like, who came up with the idea? Because Spike Lee's never done a horror movie before, has he? He hasn't, but this movie is executive produced by Spike Lee. Yeah, but you can tell in certain parts. Yeah, I, you feel it. Yeah, I heard wake up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, everything about it be, be like, message. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is just message. Uh, yeah yeah and i feel like you it was going strong i mean we said this already it was going really strong for me and then and then it just veered off but you know i mean it 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 carried itself pretty well until it turned into a what just definitely came uh turned almost turned into like a spike lee joint (laughs) i was like oh damn it (laughs) somebody had some (laughs) notes for this last one i bet um, I really don't have any like note notes about the production of this film, but 
And I didn't have time to rewatch something that I really wanted to rewatch, but I'm going to recommend it to you guys up front. I want you guys to check out Horror Noir. It's a documentary. It's still available on Shudder. Um, it's one of my favorite documentaries. I watch a lot of horror docs, obviously, guys, because I love horror. Um, and I also want you guys to follow one of my favorite people on Twitter. Um, her name is Ashley Blackwell. And she runs a website called Graveyard Shift Sisters. And she has made a community for Black women who love horror as much as I do. Um, the site is archived um, right now, but it is a very wonderful resource that you could go through and read. Um, and it's dedicated um, to purging the Black female horror fan from her margins. And when I found it, I was like, bruh. This is where I need to be. And you can follow her at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, -E, takes note. Um, and she's amazing. And I love her. So I'm just going to tell everybody that up front. And y'all need to go do it. Um, but Horror Noir is a really great documentary. It has Rusty featured. It has a lot of people um, from like Black horror movies, directors, actors, it has a like Rachel True in there, who's one of my hey. favorite people. Um, she played Rochelle in The Craft, who's very important to me as a character and actress um, because she was like one of the first Black characters in a horror movie that looked like me. She had curly hair. And also my mama told me not to watch The Craft, and I watched it anyway, and it was a big deal. Um, but yeah, go check out that movie. Um, mm -hmm. And I said all that to say... I don't know much about the production, but you'll probably find that out from horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. So, doing my research on the fly, it says that the idea um, came from one act play that kind of performed a few times in LA called the Black Horror Show, Black Anthro Black Anthropy. Um, and then he suggested to someone named Darren Scott, um. Or no, Darren Scott suggested that they should collaborate on a horror movie. It has to be about something and can't just be we're scaring you. So, um, and some of the, some of the um, stories, like the one, the the boys do get bruised. That's the second one. Um, he said that was loosely based on an incident from his childhood, which I guess that's why he was in it. Um, because, oh, okay. This is very upsetting. Um, yeah, not him directly, but like a friend. Um, uh, I guess this was happening. Something similar was happening at uh, a friend's house. So, uh, uh <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I was just thinking like how they kind of, I wanted to know like how they came up with like some of the stories and stuff. Um, because I mean, some of them are very like specific and then some of them are pretty broad, um, like relatable stories. So I guess we should talk about <laughs> what the story, what the movie's about. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> 30 minutes in. Yes, as we talk. So the movie opens with a a group of drug dealers um that I refer to as characters they've played in other movies. Oh uh, yeah, I don't recognize any of these people. I called them Stacy Jr. in Chicago. 
Who is who? I don't. Who is Stacy from the Wood? Junior from Players Club and Chicago from Poetic Justice. Oh shoot! I've only seen two of those. I've never seen the Wood, surprisingly. But um, um and he was also Stacy repl- as his role in Dope. Oh, fuck, oh. fuck that movie. Fuck <laughs> that. Fuck that movie. <laughs> But we should have we should have paired dope with dear white people. I would have been all going off the entire month of September. <laughs> oh God, that stupid fucking afro and oh my god, oh no. <laughs> but their their names in this movie are Stack Ball and Bulldog. This is see, this is the thing I was talking about. I was like, don't nobody be like. I know Gangbreakers got like nicknames and shit, but nothing shit like Bulldog or whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, this. It I seemed mean, very Bill Cosby ish, the interactions I mean, with the youth, because. Oh, we like, gotta pull up our pants, Ashley, okay? We exactly, can't Exactly. That's exactly. Let's pull up our pants. Let's pull up our pants. Stop listening. Stop listening to hip hop music full stop like don't like that shit's the devil and uh yeah it's that's why i was like some of this stuff is very very like like um it felt like characters not characterizations um i don't know like super exaggerated versions of of these characters But I don't know. People like in the mid '90s, like I don't know. They thought like hip hop was some demonic shit. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But they rolling up to Sims' funeral home because they got to go pick up the shit. <laughs> okay, so what was the deal? So like, so basically, they go to this funeral's home, and he has found the drugs and tells them, or they figure out that he has the drugs because they're trying to buy the drugs off him it is a vague a very vague drug deal very vague so i was like i mean who gives a shit if this man has the drugs like who is he <laughs> Which we, they I mean, just they just there to pick up the shit they just need they shit they just maybe there to somebody sent them there but i don't know they just there to pick up the shit yeah it's from called mr the shit. sims it's called the shit the whole time he seems very enthusiastic. <laughs> He's like, I got I got the shit. <laughs> oh, you want the shit? Come on, come with me. As I regale you with these tales. <laughs> yeah, they come up they come up there and it's like an old fashioned, like a brownstone type building and and he's playing the organ, which I'm sorry, like the organ, it was scary, but it kinda slapped. Like it was some good I was like, okay, we get into it. Feels very like somebody's about to die in this bitch. But like, <laughs> uh, it was creepy. No, it was very creepy. It they they did it well, but he's like a I don't know. He's like every stereotype of every like mortician in a movie ever, where he's just very eccentric and weird. He's kind of got like Albert Einstein type hair, where it's just all over the place. I think he was wearing a cape. Like it was a lot. <laughs> He was looked he like a, Frederick Douglass a little bit. He did kind of look like Frederick Douglass. That's a better, yes, that's a better one. That's a better comparison. He did look kind of like Frederick. But then he also had really weird, like, shifty eyes. <laughs> and I was like, are you going to look directly at anybody at any point of this movie? 
And it was all get, like, yes, yes, come on, come, come with me, come with me. It was also too, I was feeling like it was giving me a little bit of like Willy Wonka a bit because like, I'm sorry, Willy Wonka is a creepy character. It's a creepy fucking character. I enjoy that book and I enjoy both the movies, but that, that character is just a slight bit weird, <laughs> more weird than is probably necessary. And, uh, I don't know, something about him, I was like, no, this is definitely like, like if he called in like a Oompa Loompa right now, like I would be, <laughs> I would not be surprised because it's very scary. Very scary. Uh, and he, for some reason he decides like, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to give you the drugs right away. I'm going to tell you these stories. <laughs> About the dead bodies in my <laughs> mortuary. Yes. Like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to just start popping open these caskets and yeah, look he, at this. He was like, pa-pow. And I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, they're done up well. That's what you pay like a mortician for. Um, but girl. <laughs> and then they was like, uh... Okay. Oh, we skipped the part when he bust out the fucking door or whatever onto the porch and scared the shit out of <laughs> And one of them ran into like the uh like a hook or a pole or something. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, we're gonna come back up, uh, you know, maybe a different day for the oh, shit. <laughs> it might not be worth it. Oh man. Ugh. <laughs> it's so, it's so- the first tale is about police corruption. Yeah, there's four. We should say there's four. Um, there's four different tales. There's three bodies. Well, at first there's three <laughs> bodies, <laughs> and then and one doll. <laughs> Bitch. Uh, so yeah, he's basically going on, and so yeah, the first one, which I thought. So his character's name is Mr. Sims, right? Mr. Sims, yes. Okay, but I don't. I think I was getting his name confused with the actual character's name because I was like, "Isn't his name Clarence?" But then I was like, "They never said his name," <laughs> and I realized I was like, "That's the actor's name, dummy. That's not his name." Um, but yeah, the first one was very, um, very aggressive. I mean, it started off with a bang. Yes, it was a lot to take mm-hmm. in. Yeah, uh, yeah, girl, when you start playing fucking Strange Fruit in the background, I was like, oh, no, please, no. So the premise of this story is we have a black right, um, like a black rights activist who is looking to stop police corruption and clear out drugs from his neighborhood. So he's looking for all crooked cops. He's trying to get them out and, like, save his community. Yeah, the cops are the ones selling the drugs in the community. Kel mm -hmm. Surprise. And his name is Martin Morehouse. Yes. You know what? I just thought about that. You know? Yes. (laughs) Of course it is. Yes. It's Martin Morehouse. (laughs) That's like a girl. Yeah. I was like, okay. And message. he gets, yeah, that, I was like, okay, this is the first time, like, I've seen this movie a lot. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, they let us watch this at a sleepover when <laughs> I was like eight or nine. 
Girl, they they let y'all fend for yourselves. <laughs> we watch it on bootleg. <laughs> Oh my I god. Love black people. I love black people. Oh my god. Man, what they was the last bootleg movie I watched? Last bootleg, well, my mom would be, she'd be doing a lot. But like, the last bootleg movie, I was like, oh, this is like, I got the I got the tape from somebody. It was actually like a DVD of like Ray. Was it Ray? And the shit was like, it was it was like straight from the studio. I think it was like a like a screener because <laughs> it was like it had the thing and the it would like pop across like the studio name and then it also had it went from color to black and white multiple times <laughs> and I was oh, like oh man. good grief <laughs> oh my god I, I, I can't I believe they let you watch this though they did they just like popped it in let us watch it at a sleepover uh... a bunch of little kids watch this <laughs> oh god um so at the um i feel like it's clarence's like clarence is a black cop and he's with his new partner his name is newton he's a white cop um the white cop is like yeah you know i'm gonna show you the ropes and stuff and they pull over martin morehouse and the rest of the cops show up and they're all white and they send Clarence away to like go run his plates, yeah. Martin's plates. But it's and, just for show. Yeah. And so while they're while Clarence is running his plates, they're like harassing him. They're and he's like, Well, what are you pulling me over for? And so the cops like break out his taillight and he's like, Well, you gotta bring me taillight. So from there, there, everything kind of like escalates until they start like beating him with nightsticks and they eventually end up killing him while like strange fruit is playing while Girl. Clarence is running the the plates. And so, well, they, okay, Clarence does try to stop them, but he was yes. doing a good job of stopping them immediately. And then also... I like how uh, Martin uh, fought back a little bit. That unfortunately mm-hmm. led to him getting the shit beat out of him some more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then fucking Clarence listens because he's the rookie. So like, I don't know. This I think this the lesson of this is trying to not being there for your fellow black man, but also work, trying to work from the inside to change yeah. things. Very but- goofy, goofy behavior. To me, like watching this, like even as a little kid, I was like, "Girl, you didn't get what was happening." All right, I was like, "They're beating the fucking shit out of him." I was like, "They knocked out his tail light and then told him that your tail light was out." Like nobody ever said anything about why they were, um, like a, gave a good reason for why they pulled him over and then. They're, I guess they tell, well, like he recognizes him as like a figure in the community and stuff. And I was like, he's like, I can't believe I didn't recognize him. I was like, okay, goofy. And then, uh, then I guess they beat him up so bad. And they were like, oh, we're going to take him to the hospital. And they tell, uh, they tell Clarence that, that they're going to take him. Of course they don't take him to no damn hospital. 
What they end up doing is like shooting him up with heroin and then putting him in a car and sending that car like off a dock. And I also want to note that one of these characters, their name was Strom. What? There's a significance to that, but I don't know, and I'm scared. To I feel it. like I feel like one of them was named after Strom Thurmond. Who? Oh God! Hold on. Hold and on. it was a really racist senator who was like pro segregation. Oh, he looks like it. What year was he yes. born? Of course. Oh, I thought he was, <laughs> he was born in 1902. I thought he, was, he looked like he was born in 1850, but oh, I've seen this face before. Is this the guy who was running? No, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of the guy who was running. Did you watch The Last Dance? No. That's Okay, so that was the whole Not thing. Not all of it. That's the whole big thing with like Michael Jordan didn't endorse a presidential or not presidential, I guess whoever was running like a candidate that day or that time. And they were mad at him. Cause I don't know who, I guess, was it Jesse Jane? I don't know. Jesse Jackson. I don't know who was running against him, but it was just a big thing. And, and yeah, this guy looks exactly <laughs> like him. And that dude was, I think also pro segregation, but like this is yeah. In the nineties. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm realizing now these names are very much important. Yeah, I didn't realize anybody's name, but <clears throat> they um, <laughs> definitely sent this man over. And also, this reminded me of Foxy Brown. I was like, what is mm-hmm. y'all injecting people with heroin? Y'all just got heroin to inject people with? Is that not expensive? Is that from the evidence locker? Why are you kidding me? Is that the stuff they've been selling on the streets? Why do you have it? so readily available to just like shoot this man up so like after they do that it kind of like tarnishes his reputation in the community because he was so adamant about like getting like the drugs off the street and clearing out corruption and then his bodily like when his he's found they were like oh well look at how he died yeah, which I don't know how they would know. I mean, I, I guess the autopsy report, but like also mm-hmm. the drugs in the car. I don't know because he was in a river, so I don't really or an ocean or whatever. I don't really know how that would work. But yeah, so he, yeah, his his name is tarnished, and then I think it fast forwards to like a year later, and Clarence is a drunk. He has quit the force. Um, I guess off the guilt. Um, of like tarnishing and also feeling like a fool because like they weren't going to take him to the hospital girl they would have called 911 <laughs> but um, he's been hearing voices telling him to like bring them to him mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't really know the voice but I think he like figures it out that it's it's the the, the ghostly voice of Martin <laughs> calling him uh, to tell them to bring the cops that he was with to uh, to Martin's grave. Um, and he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I was like, Sir, are you okay? <laughs> and um, yeah, chaos ensues after one of the cops pees on the grave. Like this. Is that was so upsetting? Like that was so oh, that upsetting. Part, yeah, like why would you do that? Like some of y'all are just inhumane. Like I'm sorry. Like that was so upsetting. 
That doesn't even occur to me. I don't understand. Some of the things people do, I'm like, that doesn't even occur to me to do ever. I would never think, let me just go. I think of some things. <laughs> but never like, let me go piss on somebody's. Are you crazy? That's and disgusting. he paid the cost for that. Um, he definitely got grabbed by the junk and pulled into. That was really good. Okay. Let me just say the special effects in this movie, for the most part, are really good. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, there's sometimes I'm like, oh, this is the little 90s. But like for the most part, I was like, some of this is like pretty strong for like 1995. Um, I don't really know what the budget of this movie was. But uh, yeah, the dude gets like sucked into the into the grave. And then the cops are trying to shoot the uh, trying to shoot the, the the tombstone. And I was like, wouldn't that ricochet? But, you know, listen. that's smart. If you give, you know, the people who have guns don't seem to be very smart in general. And so, uh, yeah, it doesn't work because I think when it happens, like the, the, the guy pops out of the, the grave, all, uh, oh, his heart, he got his heart snatched out by Martin. Mm-hmm. And, that would, and Martin's like a zombie, which I'm sorry, I kind of laughed at. <laughs> I was not expecting that the first Zobby time I watched Martin. it. Zombie Martin. And so he's basically terrorizing them. I don't know what happened with Clarence. Clarence was laid down like something happened. Did he get caught up in the fray or like? He was like, terrified. He was just like, my job is done here. I have suffered quite a lot. <laughs> and so Martin basically chases these cops down. Um, I don't remember what happens to like the other two, but I remember the fourth one. That was a lot of shit because I think he gets like impaled by a bunch of needles, like a bunch yes. of arrow needles, and then um, because there's also like you know like one of those murals, um, like a RP to our dog, um, murals from Martin, and they like this guy because I think there's an image of him being like crucified too, which I thought was kind of interesting. But then, like, when Clarence sees him, like, in a vision, and then the cop is also kind of crucified on this, like, wall, this mural, but then he's, like, impaled with a bunch of needles, and then I don't remember what happens next, but I do remember this man's face being dissolved (laughs) and turning into, like, a, a mural, like a, um... Like a gigantic mural, which is kind of cool, yes. but also I was like, girl, don't we want no cops on their murals in the hood? That's what I was thinking about today. I was like, scrub that off. Paint over that. Nobody wants that. Yeah, you need a Martin mural, not that. Yeah, but the thing is, too, is that Martin's still pissed at Clarence. For being a, a little bitch. Yes. <laughs> Basically, he's mad. I'd be mad. And he does. He needs to be mad. Like, he basically was like, "Where were you, brother? When they were when they was doing this? Where were you, my brother? You you let he, and he did let this happen. Yeah, I mean, not to like downplay the shit that the cops will do to you if you like speak out against them as a cop. Um, because it is very harrowing, like what the things yes. I heard. Um, but also, like, damn, bro, like, <laughs> don't take them at their word, man. And so uh, Clarence gets that man uh, sent to um, a mental institution, and yeah. 
framed for killing three cops? Yes. And that is where that particular story ends. Chaos. (laughs) He's all spazzing out. And then the next body is... (laughs) It's not... It's not funny, but like it was like ridiculous. <laughs> like this, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this they, is one of my favorite ones because this one is kind of scary. <laughs> no, it is scary. It's genuinely like this is fucked up. But then also the when he opened the coffin and the body was like smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and crispy. He couldn't even fix it. He was crispy. <laughs> he, the, the body was it was bad it was, they should just put that in the urn I don't know why they put that in a coffin put that shit in the urn call it a day so this one like I found it of all the stories it featured in this particular movie I feel like this one is like the most creative and unique yeah I um, thought this was really well done it's not I mean there's supernatural elements to it but then also it's kind of um, pretty realistic, I think, more so than the other ones to me. Like, and when I watched it when I was younger, like, I was afraid of it because it was, like, all, the next one is scary for other reasons, but this one, <laughs> I'll tell you why the next one is scary, was oh scary God. to me then. Oh, God. But this one was scary because <laughs> it featured, like, a monster. Yes. Like, a monster that you can see. Yes, yes. Um, it's about a boy named Walter who... A, from Soul Food. Yes, I I had thought about that because I was like, this is a kid I have seen before. <laughs> there was, like, a, a rotating group of, like, child actors in the 90s like under 18 or and like not even in their teens I think and then like you would see them on like every single show and I feel like this I feel like he was on a couple TV shows but I can't remember because he also looked very similar to another kid but I can't like I never knew any of these children's names I was just like oh yeah there's that kid like you always saw them like from like Martin to like the Steve Harvey show and then like shit like you always <laughs> they would just bounce from like guest role to guest role but yeah it took me a minute and I was like oh shit yeah that's a mod <laughs> dang see previous episode on Sofu and see previous episode on Players Club oh god yeah yeah I mean we've we said be it before. talking about movies and then you, we, we said it before a lot of black shows and black movies share a lot of the same actors and that's not to say that there's not a lot of black actors it's just like i don't know they were working a lot in the 90s i guess there's like a nice rotation of of actors that were on everybody else's show and stuff it's a weird it's a very interesting ecosystem i think but yeah we've talked about both of these um but you feel bad for him here. Amon was getting on my nerves and soul food, to be honest. But, like, you feel really bad for him here as a little Walter. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he is visited every night by a monster, which I was like, oh no, please don't tell me this is like, uh. I was like, this is some, this is abuse, but I'm trying to figure out what kind of abuse, because I was like, please, this is, might be too much for me <laughs> at this hour, because I watched this at like, I don't know, like one o'clock in the morning last night, and so um, he goes to school, and he gets in a fight with a kid named Tyrone, mm-hmm. and his teacher, who was played by uh, Rusty, the director, um, big, big youth pastor energy, um, takes, like, he sees him in the, well, he breaks up the fight, and then he goes and checks on him at the nurse's office, and the nurse is like, he's got a bruise that's been here on his cheek, and so um, he's concerned, and I think... Um, he also talks to to um, to Walter about like like how that happened. He said, "Oh, there's a monster that you know comes to me at night or whatever." And then, uh, you know, nobody really believes me and that kind of stuff. And then he was drawing a a picture of a monster, which looks like a monster. It doesn't look like a person. And mm-hmm. um, and said that this girl had told him that if he like crunched it up, then he would like hurt Tyrone. Cause I think that one was he did it for Tyrone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and it ended up you know the teacher's like okay yeah I mean that's like kind of ridiculous but like I'm gonna check on you later and then and then uh, he Walter ends up scrunch, like <laughs> crunching at the ball I remember you mentioned this in another episode and not entirely knowing what you were talking about but now I realize <laughs> <laughs> oh that was in um that was in our love and basketball episode. We were talking about Quincy snapping that leg, <laughs> snapping that little knee, that ACL. <laughs> this is exactly yes. And when he cr- when he crunches up the ball, like he cr- balls at the paper, um, the uh, Tyrone is like fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> Tyrone they, get fucked he, up. He broke like both legs, but he was like, "How do you break both legs? Falling down the stairs or something?" Like that. <laughs> I was like, damn, like he didn't even like go for like, you know, a little arm, a little pinky. He just was like crunch. <laughs> he was sick of it. Yes. And so he kind of like that seed is planted in the back of his head for later. And we like see Walter at home again. And like you get a little glimpse of the monster again. And then the I feel like the next day at school is like another bruise. Yeah, he's got one on his arm this time. Yeah, so his teacher is like, "All right, let me go do like a house call. Like, let me go check up on, on, on you and your situation." And I mean, he doesn't tell Walter this, but he goes and his he goes up to the house and his <laughs> Walter's mom is Paula J. Parker. <laughs> Okay, Mama Proud, Miss Trudy Proud. Girl, I was thinking about that today. I was trying. I was trying to remember like what Trudy's like what her name was her first name i was just i was like all i can remember is is penny's mama miss <laughs> <laughs> proud but i could not remember it. trudy i kept on calling antoinette i'm like that's not her, name. <laughs> that's not her name. that shit took me out though because i was like i like paula j parker's voice i feel like she has a very distinct like very warm voice but then it's also, a good voice it is but then i also i watched her on that hollywood diva show Ooh, and, I was like, child. Uh-huh. and so now i can't Look at her the same. <laughs> and it, it makes me sad. Yeah. Because I was like, oh. 
Oh, I guess. But this is like, you know, forever ago. And um, she's weirdly trying to throw it at him. <laughs> at, at the teach. I mean. She's like, oh, no, it's Miss. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, why not? Just, just do it. He, would you say he looked like Arrested Development? Like Tennessee or like... <laughs> look like, yes, Tennessee. <laughs> yes, that's why I was like, all right, girl. <laughs> you know, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. I won't hold you. But I think a bird poops on his shoulder, which is so random. Because it was at night. I was like, I guess there's owls. I don't know. And so she brings him in there and she's still flirting with him. And she's, he's like, yeah, like your son keeps talking about like a monster. And, you know, just really concerned because he's got bruises. And she was like, oh, he can't be making up stories like that. And she brings him downstairs and like yell at him. And then, you know, the conversation keeps going. And then suddenly in walks David Allen Greer. Bitch. <laughs> and I like, was so upset. This was scary. I don't like, okay, I I don't try to put actors in a box, but I've never seen David Allen Greer be this terrible. Like, acting-wise or, like, mean? Like, mean, not acting Like, I ain't like this. No, yeah, David Allen Greer, like, I've never seen him be like, this is terrible acting. I mean, he's just, like, ridiculous like the rest of them, like, him and all the Waynes and, you know, and such forth. But, like, <laughs> like when I saw this, I was like, no. Yes. Not like this. It's so jarring because we're used to like happy, goofy, and fun. And then it's like, no. What the the fuck is this? And so, yeah, apparently, turns out Paula J. Park is actually married. She's not a miss. She's a missus. And she's just like, what are you doing? Like, he comes in there, like, what are you doing in my house? And then blah, blah, blah. And then he's very, you know, like, all right, we don't need you up in here and stuff. And it's very tense. And because um, also Walter had said like his dad had died. So he didn't mention anybody at his house other than his mom. So I don't think his teacher was expecting um, anybody else to come home, which I wasn't really expecting anybody to come. I was like, oh, no. And then did also, besides the fact I keep calling him the teacher, do you know that his name is Richard Garvey? I love I love these names, honestly. Come on, man. For me, who would as a writer? I don't know. uh, Richard Wright, maybe because he's a teacher. I mean, not that Richard Wright was a teacher, but like uh, you know, probably. And then Marcus Garvey. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I'm going. That's where my brain That's going. where my brain went first and I was like, Oh, you okay. <laughs> like, all right. That is where my brain went. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, like either well I would say more Richard White than Marcus Garvey, but like not with them uh do his bruh. He's he looks like arrested development. So, um yeah, he's like there's nothing though I think What's his name? David Allen Greer, who's Carl. He's like, there's nothing wrong here. Like, you can leave. And it's very awkward. And then, I don't remember what happens next. Isn't it like he, 
He, he has a tattoo that says monster too. He does have a tattoo that says monster, very sus. And then he's like, oh, you've been telling stories and lying and drawing fucked up pictures. <laughs> oh, cause you know, <laughs> cause he comes up there. Cause the thing is, is that like Walter's been imagining him as this monster, probably as like a coping mechanism for the abuse that he's been suffering at the hands of his stepfather. And then he comes up there and he's like, you little motherfucker. And I was like, oh no, no, not like this. It's so, it's scary for real, y'all. Like, I don't ever. I know we are like sniggling right now and it's not funny like it's, it's not, not funny. it's scary it's been it's genuinely scary it's scary because like i don't ever want to see david allen Greer like that ever again it's scary for real like the it's so did, late jarring the voice is scary me out because i was like wait 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 no <laughs> no and like oh this is a lot of abuse i will say um, and then, like, he's beating on the mom, he's beating on Walter, and then the teacher realizes, because he could see from outside, so he comes running back in to try to help, and then he gets beat down on, too, and I was just like, this is a lot, that's going, on. lots of blood, a lot of blood. It's so much. It's, it's a whole lot, and then... I guess Walter's like, oh, shoot, light bulb moment, and goes and grabs his little picture off the floor. And he twists that bitch up. He started making some origami off that bitch. And he fold, he, he first, he like bend that arm back, Ooh, crunch it oh. with the pot. Ooh. And I think something with the legs next. Mm-hmm. Did he rip it? He didn't rip it. Uh-uh. He just folded him up. He was just like, you know, made him into a little, little mall pretzel, little pretzel pretzels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so he's all fucked up and he was like, what did he say? What he He's like melted into the floor. He's like, this shit ain't over, bitch. And I was like, you sure about that? Are you sure about that? And then they set the paper on fire. Yeah, that's the teacher's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher's idea. <laughs> oh my god! And they were like, "Oh, oh," because they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Because Paul J. Parker was like, uh, "Nobody's gonna believe us that we were just like defending ourselves or whatever." And and the teacher's like, "I got an idea." And he's like, "Walter, you know what to do." And I was like, "All right, teach." <laughs> so I mean, you just gotta scoop him up. Take my back. <laughs> Spread his ashes. Again, ashes. Listen, I, I mean, they took him to the funeral home. Yeah, I mean, it's a special funeral home. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine somebody being like, I ain't taking that, but yeah. He was all burnt and crispy in that coffin. Um, that one was probably like the most harrowing. Well, not the most harrowing, but it was very much. So I was like, God damn, what the hell is this going to happen? Next, what is gonna happen next? Because this is just like, girl. We interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Here at Black Girl Film Club, y'all know we're on that spooky shit twenty four seven. And what better way to show off your love of movies than with this episode sponsor, Super Yaki? 
No, we're not talking about new bundles. We're talking about Super Yaki, an online store that sells original apparel, pins, patches, hats, and more. Choose from any one of their eco-friendly screen-printed t-shirts from their Music by John Carpenter t-shirt or even a Hocus Pocus Thackeray Banks pin and patch set. Their shirts are super comfy and very soft. I have their Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt and I always get a ton of compliments on it and I wear it literally all the time. Same, I have tons of t-shirts from them. My favorite is one featuring Lydia Dietz. It has My Whole Life is a Dark Room because, you know, sames. Um, if something you want is sold out, don't worry. Super Yaki is always adding new designs to their collection and each one comes with a fun surprise. Don't get caught slipping. Treat yourself or a friend to something cute for the spooky season. Get 10% off with the code SUPERFRIEND. That's S-U-P-E-R-F-R-I-E-N-D in all caps. Head over to superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I. Let them know that Ashley and Brittany sent you and let's get back to the show. Now, back to our program. And then we have another one. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What happened? Because they were just like, the, the every story that he tells, the gangbangers are like, all right, can we just get the fucking drugs and go? <laughs> and I was like, I don't blame them. Can we get, like, can they get the drugs and go? But then he was like, not, like, I guess they don't believe him. That's the other thing. Oh, the, all these stories. Because they're pretty, you know, fantastical or whatever. But then he was like, man, you on that bullshit or whatever. And then he slams the coffin down and knocked down this doll across the hall. And I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting for this story. I feel like I have referenced this one. Y'all made me Photoshop one of these little doll things. With Kodak Black's hair. We going to hell. <laughs> no, Kodak Black is going to... I will say no more. I don't feel bad for anything that I did. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> Girl, this story is a lot. The KKK comeuppance. That's... Bitch. That's what it's called. That's the that's the title. Corbin Bernstein is also going to hell for playing his role. Who what um, is his name? Because my mama mentioned him, but I don't remember. I don't know what he does. Corbin Bernstein. No, he was on Psych. He plays Psych Daddy on Psych. Oh, you know what the other thing is? This man has a big, like a good head of hair in this movie. But I don't remember. Can we? He was pissed at, because uh, he was, what's his face, his dad, right? Yeah, he was um Sean's dad on Psych. And yeah, he was he tired was... of Sean lying and being a lying ass bitch on Psych. I don't blame him. <laughs> I never watched Psych like regularly, but the episodes I saw, I was like, hell no, I want to be dealing with this. <laughs> and he was also the dentist. I've never seen that. And the dentist. Never seen that. It's a um, horror movie. I also see L.A. Law. Mm-hmm. L.A. Law, good. And he was in Major League. See, I haven't seen a lot of these. Psych you know, the I musical. L- Psych the movie. <laughs> Come on now. You better squeeze all that franchise shit out of it. 
you know I love you know I love baseball. Oh, okay, yeah, and, yeah, and that's about my home team. So, oh, the Cleveland, the Cleveland Peoples. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, the last <laughs> baseball-related thing I watched was uh, Moneyball, which was like not really about baseball at all. It was just about the behind-the-scenes shit with baseball. I watched it for Brad Pitt. Like, I've been watching most things, so. It was actually quite interesting because people were like, you know, you're supposed to pick people for, you know, their talents, and they're like, it's it's not about statistics, it's about the talent. And I was like, don't y'all just be betting on this shit and stuff? Like, you know, like, major scandals with baseball, which y'all, like, throwing games? Like, are you sure it's just about the love of the game? Y'all seem like y'all are... Real, real hypocrites now, but I don't know enough about baseball to really pass judgment or whatever, or give like a really great critique. But yeah, um, yeah, I have not seen this man, but he plays uh, a form. Can you be former? I don't think that's possible. Can you? You mean can you retire from being a Klansman? <laughs> can you? I mean, from a lot of this can you stuff hang is, up your sheets? You know, <laughs> can you put your sheets in the Raptors? You put your sheets in the clothesline for later. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. I don't know. I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I don't think so. Not in like an active role. I'm thinking it's like a, I feel like it would be like a gang, like any other gang in America where you're just not active, but you're never, or like, I mean, any other, any other organization where there's some sort of ritual um, admittance where they treat it like some sort of secret society or some shit like that. There's so many of them. I could name five on the top of my head, but I would say, I mean, the cops first, but like the military, various other organizations. I don't think you ever stop being. Well, he ain't stop. No. I mean, you can stop doing active work. But you always will feel an affinity for the thing that you probably did some sort of heinous shit for. Like, like I mean, Duke Mecker, who his is name also is Duke. <laughs> he was named after Clanson. Um Yes. Oh god, a walking <laughs> talking skeleton from hell. <laughs> so like he he wasn't new to this, he was true to this. Um he didn't stop doing what he do No, when he was running for senator. No. And I know there's probably a ton of senators, past and present, who have some sort of connection with some white supremacist group. <laughs> Take your fucking pick at this point. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> at this point, girl, it is so obvious. But, like, this is, I don't know, this is more of, like, a can you prove it, not sure, kind of, I don't know. But, um, yeah, he's running for governor. I don't remember which state. For some reason, it felt very Georgia. Hmm. Due to the, well, I mean, there's plantation houses all over the South, but, like, definitely in Georgia and sort of, like, on the eastern part of the South more than, like, um, well, no, that's not true because there's plantation houses in Louisiana and there's some floating around here. But I don't know. I just got a Georgia from it. I don't know why. Probably also 
I don't know. Um, scratch that. But like, <laughs> he's running for governor on this ticket of like being an original American. I mean, no one is that original. Sounds timely. That sounds so white. <laughs> I feel like somebody. I feel like I literally just heard some politician say that. What the fuck are you talking? Like, what do you think besides being white? Like, what do you think makes you like an original American? Being white. Yeah, I mean, like, what else would it be? Like, you can can you trace your shit back to the Mayflower? Because they weren't the first people here either. So, like, what is what? What are you basing this off of? What do you? Where are you getting your facts? It's so I don't. It's so warped. It's so warped. It's like a weird combination of like superiority and like, um, like inferiority. <laughs> because like, I never needed to like be like, oh yeah, I'm an American, so I'm the shit. I'm like. I'm the shit regardless of where I come from, bitch. Like, what? And so I don't, oh, it's so weird. But they were like, don't you, wouldn't it be great to have an American, an original American on the ticket or whatever? And I'm like, or in the governor's mansion or some shit. And I'm like, what? Do y'all mm. talk about this with each other? Like, it just, I don't know. It's not, I don't want to say it fascinates me, but it's kind of like, some of the things I like when you really look at like white supremacy and like the the weird shit that comes out of their mouths, you're just kind of like, where are you getting this? Like, how is this so? Where is your brain chemistry? Like, how what are how are the synapses synapsing over there? Because it doesn't make a lick of sense, and also it's kind of like it's something that does not matter. And also, can you prove it? Because I would not be surprised. If somebody's great grandpappy's great grandpappy came from like Germany <laughs> or Italy or like Ireland or Sp- like, you know, like I don't understand. Y'all didn't pop up out the ground like daisies. It's all very interesting. It's very warped, very warped indeed. Um, And he, this part, like, oh, his whole campaign is being like, he's got like an image consultant. Because he's being protested because of him being a super fucking racist. Yeah. White I mean, supremacist. Yes. And the the image consultant is this light skinned man. Who was in all about the Benjamins. Oh, see, I've never seen that either. Ashley. I know, I'm sorry. That's like been on my list, but every time I go to go watch it, it like disappears from the streaming services. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. You gotta get on it. I know. I feel. I mean, the it's difficult dif- to watch it now because I'm sure it's garbage. Ice Cube <laughs> and my guess, but back in 2004, it's an Ice Cube it movie. Why was I thinking of? Oh, you know, I'm thinking of all. I got the hiccup. That's Master P. Yeah, but all those movies kind of came around out around the same time. But yeah, no, Ice Cube, you're very disappointing. I don't know what you did late, lately, Mike Epps, but you also disappoint me just on a regular day, So, like, <laughs> definitely specific, just general disappointment. I, I can't even be like, Bebo Lottie, got four head, you got body. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for it. It's probably on Tubi or something. So, uh, yeah, the guy is like this light skinned guy. 
And I was like, the first thing I thought was, oh, shit, it's Corbin from P-Valley. Oh. Who I also oh. don't like looking at. <laughs> Not Corbin. And y'all should watch P-Valley if y'all haven't started. Please watch P-Valley. I cannot wait for season two. Don't know how they're going to do season two with the way shit is now. But people are finding a way out of no way, unfortunately, to get together. Mm-hmm. Y'all got and, it. And, and cough in each other's faces. So, um Gotta get that money for the pink. <laughs> the pink? It well, you know, yeah, they didn't save the pink. Mm. I'm sure there'll be somebody else equally annoying as whatever his name was with the wife coming down to, to buy them out. Mm. Either that or um what's his name from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> we don't that man. <laughs> yeah. That ain't going to hell. Every time I realize that that's the mayor. <laughs> he going to hell. For real. Oh, yeah. He be fighting people on Twitter now. He going to hell. <laughs> that is a... That is a, that is a downward spiral. Uh, so, yeah. He's got this image consultant. I was very disappointed because I was like, why again? Why are you kicking with these people? Just because there's money involved doesn't mean you need to kick you with these people who do not like you. Worse than do not like you, they hate you. They hate you. You are not special because you're just a little bit of, of shade of lighter of coffee. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. And the guy outside cracked me up because they were talking about, you know, there's this guy and people are protesting this candidate and stuff. And then they're talking about the house, which is clearly a plantation house. And, um, you know, Blake Lively probably got married there. And, like, <laughs> and the dude was like, oh, there's no, there's no peace in the dollhouse. The dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. I had to replay it. <laughs> and it was like, it's no peace. The dollhouse. Dollhouse. The dollhouse. That's dollhouse, like, dollhouse. <laughs> they call it the dollhouse for real? It's supposed to be a myth, but it's not. He's like, I ain't no myth. Go, okay, I believe you. I believe you. I didn't know what dolls at the <laughs> what dollhouse he was talking about because dollhouses in horror movies also there's like a there's like a small selection of things in horror movies that I just do not bang with, and dolls is one of them. Same. I do not like dolls Ugh. because my aunt let me watch Child's Play way too young. <laughs> And also this movie. I bet. So I was the only, like, I was the only person up at that sleepover at like two o'clock in the morning. And you watched this alone. And eventually, everybody else asleep. I was up thinking about these damn dolls. These little little things we'll get into later. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... The dude is just like, the problem with, with, you know, the white supremacist is that he won't just stand in it. You know, this is a different time. Now the white supremacist is just standing in their shit, which is like equally infuriating. But I feel like this is the first time like other people besides black people realize that they're standing in their shit, which is like getting the attention, which is very interesting, very interesting little, little situation to watch. Um, But this back then, this guy is like, I don't understand the problem, even though, you know, he cannot, he hates black people. And so um, they're trying to, like, rehabilitate his image. 
and they're going through like this um, like video, right? Like, I don't know why they were taping it. It was very, I don't know what this is. They were like doing like a mock interview kind of thing. And so, you know, they're trying to quiz him on questions that the reporters and people might ask him. Including like, you know, how do you feel about the the supposed ghosts in your house? Because the house was owned by a slave owner. I can't remember the slave owner's name at this point. And he didn't want to free the slaves when they were supposed to be freed. So he just killed them all. Because mm-hmm. that's better. Yes. When I, when I tell you this. So much really, better. There's some demons. <laughs> there is some demonic presence. I don't even like, <laughs> I usually be playing like, oh, say, this is demonic. No, this is demonic. Like, this is, what else could it be? <laughs> like, this is just straight up like evil. And he like, I don't know, he, like people were hanging from trees and like, oh my God. And so I think like another woman had bought it who practiced voodoo, right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how she came into the house because I think he said he bought it, but I don't know how that would have worked. And then, um, and then, yeah, she had like this collection of dolls and I think they're like in the house somewhere, but nobody can figure out where, um, he was like, I thought I could find a little black things when I moved in here. And I was like, sir, <laughs> sir, it's not even really concealed. <laughs> Can you tuck that back in? So they're going over this like whole strategy for like rehabilitating his image. And he decides, like they decide to switch places. So like, um, I don't remember what his little image consultant's name is, but he's going over it. And they're like, he even makes like a racist joke himself. Yes. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because he was like, aren't you afraid of those ghosts in the house? Like the supposed ghosts? Because that's the question he can't get over. He's like, oh, and he's also like, uh, they ask him like, oh, how, what do you, how do you feel about your past? Is like, you know, you know, I'm a member of the clan. And he's like, well, everybody's got a past. And he's like, no, you can't be defensive about it. You just kind of be like, you know, I don't want to be punished for, you know, my ancestors' past mistakes. And I was like, oh, God. And then it was very Don Lemon. As well, as well as Corbin. It was very, I'm getting all of it. And Tom from like the boondocks, it was very upsetting. <laughs> the more he talked, I was like, please God. And then they're going over this whole like scenario and he makes a joke about like, oh, the only spooks I'm afraid of are the spooks protesting out my front yard. And I was like, mm. what? You do stuff like that? Who does stuff like that? That's so, ugh. And the dollhouse did not like that. I didn't like that shit either. <laughs> so the dollhouse was, I mean, the dollhouse was like here. And they was just like, whoop, they put a little leg out. Bam, yes. And the man fell down steps. Yes. While he was doing his whole, like, I'm an original American thing. He went bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Hit his and, head on the wall and broke his neck. And I was like, oh, God. And met Uncle Charles at the crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> Over some bullshit. Why would you do that? You look stupid. Is this one of a case of like, I'm not like those other Negroes? <laughs> For sure. In the worst, like, the absolute worst way. 
And it's not even worth it. Like we're no, it's never worth it. But it really wasn't worth it. Over it. Like in the presence of the Klansman. Yes, and then he was like, "I've been around you too long," and I was like, "Yes, you have." Ew. And also, like just musty. I wouldn't even was <laughs> musty behavior. I wouldn't even trust him, even if he did. Like I would never again. Like I'll, I'll be making jokes like that. I'll be making jokes like that with white people. Especially mm, like, like you're not people to him. Like you're no, not a person. Like no. you're not a person. You're literally nothing. Like you're not even like you're not of the same species to him. <laughs> like it's very odd. There's a lot of psychological things going on there, I feel, but uh I'm not qualified necessarily to talk about it, but I feel like there's just a lot to hashtag unpack in there because I don't understand that in the slightest. Again, this goes back to Ruby. Ugh. Does it not? Does it not feel like that? That was... Slightly. I don't even want to... I don't want to do her like that, but like... I was like, um... The that minute, was so bothersome. Oh my God. The minute homegirl um says she don't care about Emma Till or any <gasps> your your nigger problems. <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, okay, it's time to kick her out your house. Do the blood sacrifice again, girl. If you need to just go. She literally said, I do not care. And I, you know what? Honestly, part of me was like, finally, because some people like, you know, people like to be like, just say you don't like blah, 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 and go. And I'm always like, I hope they actually reply that they don't like blah, blah, blah. And she did it. And she straight she, up did it. And you know she what? She said it with she, her chest. And she did say it with her chest. And Ruby was sitting there looking like Boo Boo the Fool. Because mm. she wanted to, to bang the great, the uh, great value Eric Northman. That's embarrassing. You know that video of Rihanna talking to uh the ducky thought and she's like, Oh, you like white boys? I knew it. Mm. <laughs> That's why I felt like I just dis- just disdain. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> why do they do that to my I don't even want to finish it. That it just hurt. Like it just hurt. Like she the I don't care, but Christine's gonna teach me magic, is she girl? She not. She not teaching me shit. She ain't teaching. She not teaching Negroes magic. <laughs> and let them have the keys to the kingdom. Are you serious? She's this is giving you Susan B. Anthony. I'd rather cut my arm off than allow any of you. <laughs> mm. Hell no. Ooh. We need, a, we need an episode just on Love Crowd Country. I feel like we need to be Black Girl TV Club, have one of them episodes where we just air out our grievances. Because <laughs> I ain't even finished the show yet and I'm pissed. Uh, I, I mean, if you allow me space, if I can have the space to talk about Jonathan's t shirts, then yeah. Oh, yeah. Ticks, titties. <laughs> 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 the <titty> moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Dallas too. That's so interesting to me. That means we were running around here around the same time at one point. Hmm. Because he's the same age as He's actually born either the day before me or the day after. We have very oh. sim- we're born like the same week. It's very odd. 
Same here. Oh, very odd. It's cute. Okay. Very cute, cute. Very. It is cute, Bob. Like also, like, can I just ask you a question, sir? <laughs> What's going on in this show? But yeah, I just maybe I was very fascinated because I was like, "Who's these two even running around here?" <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about um, um, Travante. Travante is from like Little Elm or something. I was like, "You've been running around here." <laughs> You were here. The light was there. Be the light was in this metroplex. <laughs> That's chaotic. I can't believe that. I can't. I refuse to believe it. But anyways, um, yeah. So I forget what happens, but the house is just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, absolutely not. We don't like this. And uh, the the dolls start popping up. They do. They start showing up and what they start do, showing out. Showing out. I think, I don't remember what they do to him because I know they just like got a pop up. I know the painting at one point starts bleeding because he's got a painting in the house of, of the woman, the, the, um, the woman who practiced voodoo and had all the dolls. Like there's a bill. Miss Cobbs. Miss Cobbs. Okay. So Miss Cobbs. Uh, there's a giant picture of her and like all these like dolls around and like every time a doll sort of comes to life the there's one less doll in the photo which I thought was kind of cool um but they just terrorize this man I'm trying to remember what they do to him because they he was he was he's like where are you little nappy headed <laughs> All the girl, I didn't told y'all. I don't follow slurs like that. So like some of them, I was like, all right, and then some of them, I was like, where are we getting these? <laughs> this was the first time I ever heard the term "niglet." Okay, I have a question because y'all say "niglet," but they <laughs> he's okay on my little thing. It said "niglin," and I was like, I mean, I like "niglet" better, but like. <laughs> I was like, what? Where are these coming from? He was, he was like, come out here, you nicklets. <laughs> and I was like, when I first heard it as a youth, I was like, nicklets. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, I'm so caught off guard that I actually don't know what to do in this moment. I was like, oh, okay. That's new and fresh for my little ears. Um, did you know? Right. Question: Did you know that the the um, the image consultant was on a different world? Yes, and he was in. I mean, he's like a Spike Lee collaborator. Yes, he was also one of the LBs. He was passing the pussy too. He was the one who suggested you pass the pussy. Please. Mm. <laughs> mm. He was the one who was tired of them having to do all the extra shit. And he was like, why don't you just go get a cat? I'm almost afraid to rewatch that movie at this point now. Just for this alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the, the little <laughs> the nigglets <laughs> are like nigglets uh, are terrorizing this man. He grabs one of them and is like, I'm going to shoot your little <laughs> balls off. I was like, sir, it's a doll. 
And this isn't this one that bit him or something? I think so. I cause like the shit was moving so fast. It was t- running after him at one point. I think he had like um yes, cause one did bite him on the neck. I remember that. And then he is strapped it to like a a dartboard and try to like didn't he try to shoot it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, knocked its teeth out. <laughs> when that that the thing okay the thing about these little <laughs> these little dolls is that they look like the uh the animation from the PJs. Bruh. <laughs> Specifically, one character from the PJs. Who juicy? <laughs> No, not actually not juicy. Super. <laughs> Ew, I hate that nasty snot nose. <laughs> Gross. Why was that show allowed? <laughs> Wasn't that like an Eddie Murphy show? Yes. Oh, yes, God. it was. Oh, God. Um, and Loretta Devine. Yes, <laughs> she was so. I love her, but Lord, we should do that weed chicken movie. She, I'm, I'm already worried. I'm already worried. I'm already. I'm kidding, worried. but you should watch the weed chicken movie. Is she making the weed chicken? No, she in the hospital, but her son's Ti Mike Epps making the weed chicken. If you can see my face right now. <laughs> if you can see my face right now in this moment. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. The more he's like fighting with these dolls, the more dolls pop out of the photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he realizes he just got a gang of them on him. And they ain't fucking around. And they eventually, are, they are not fucking around. He has to swaddle himself in the American flag. And then Miss Cobbs comes out of the painting. And yeah, all of the dolls continue to fuck him up. It's like a gang of them. Like they eat him, basically. I didn't realize he swaddled himself in the American flag. Mm hmm. Mm. Well, that mm-hmm. didn't help, did it? Mm hmm. No, you can't wrap yourself up in those atrocities, girl. <laughs> as much as you would like to. Uh, yeah, she's just sitting there in her rocking chair looking at him like, mm. you raggedy motherfucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, justice. The comeuppance. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they fucked him up pretty good. Yes. Um. I quite like that one, actually. Yes. Then we have the last, like, segment-ish one, like, the last story, which is a lesson for us. It's a lesson. And a lesson for me, because it almost killed me. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Before we start this one, we probably should have said this at the beginning of the episode. Um, There is a lot of flashing lights during this segment, like continuous, like strobe light ish lighting. Um, I don't have any neurological issues and it kind of fucked me up a little bit. So, um, I watched actually part of this segment, um, 
not looking at my computer <laughs> at all, like looking to the side. And then um, there are a lot of, I mean, the whole movie has disturbing imagery, but like lynching photos. Yes. So Along it's, it's a lot of, of KKK. Yeah, it's a lot of ex- extreme. So like if you are like lot. me, who has light sensitivity, you know, my fellow Lucy's, um, <laughs> it, it, this segment almost gave me a seizure yeah, from flashlights. Be yeah, careful. They need to start putting warnings because like, I was like, God damn, bro, I can't even look at this shit either. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's long stretches. Yeah. It's a long scene too. I mean, it's towards the end, but like, oh, like, uh, 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 <laughs> you can have, um, I mean, if you're going to put, like, a little disclaimer in front of... No, that's HBO Max. I'm about to say, HBO Max is the one putting disclaimers in front of, like, God with Wind. But they can also start putting disclaimers about, like, light sensitivity. Because that shit hurts. Yeah. It's starting to give me a little headache. So, um, so yeah. So, this one is... I mean, by this time, the, the game makers are like, hurry up. <laughs> and... Uh, Mr. Sims is like, oh, he pops up in another casket, you know, give him a little razzle dazzle. And this one has a guy who kind of has like a little gang, I guess like a bandana, but he's kind of tied up like Tupac. So I guess that's supposed to be the symbolism of a gangbanger. Yeah. And they was like, hey, we know this man. But then they were like, no, we don't know him. Yeah. Never mind. We we do not know this nigga. (laughs) And then two, I... The the sideburns. I think I was so distracted by that. that I didn't realize who was playing the character. It's Hakeem. It's Hakeem, aka Lamont Bentley. R.I.P. Uh, I was like, those are some aggressive sideburns. I was like, I don't know anybody in the '90s that would have wore these sideburns under the age of like forty. I feel like a character from like a PlayStation game. I'm trying to think. What was it? It would be like, not Crazy Taxi. What was the one? Didn't Crazy Taxi have a black guy? Like, what was that fighting game? <laughs> like, it was like a man with like, it was like all-star boxing or something. It but there's always like one, yeah, with an afro. That's always <laughs> <laughs> the one black character always has With the afro. afro. And then like, there's never like a black woman. And then there's always like a, a woman that's like, I don't know racially ambiguous (laughs) and she has like blue hair yeah it's yeah i'm thinking like that one sega game called streets of rage Mm. there's one girl two guys i don't think there was a black character i think they were both two white guys but yeah uh this is very interesting they were very boots riley oh no shit boots (laughs) beats i First of all, can I make a side note and say I've been watching Celebrity Big Brother from Tiffany uh, Tiffany Pollard season on Celebrity Big Brother UK, and it is television at its finest. Um, I love Tiffany so much. She's given us so many quotes, so many memes, so many GIF reactions. She is a legend, and every time I say Boots Riley, I think Boots, so with a <laughs> kick. <laughs> Like I'm, I keep thinking about like hang it up, delicious. <laughs> hang it up, delicious, and then she said something that was not not appropriate to say now. But 
She was over it. <laughs> Told that I girl forget like the bear. second half of that quote, but I'm not gonna say it. But like, she... I don't even know the second half no more. But every time I think about me, like trying to motivate myself, and then be like, "Girl, you just need to stop." It's always hanging up delicious. She said, "Buckwild, straighten up that neck." <clears throat> But said, yeah, you're you're a dreamer. You dream a lot. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Just iconic. I, we love you, Tiffany, for all the gifts that you've given us for like damn near twenty years now. But just a just a great the gift that keeps on giving. But yeah, boots. Um, yeah, they gave Hakeem the the boots. Riley, he got the whole. He got the baby boots. It was he very late petite boots. It was very um, crisp too. They were done like that on purpose. Somebody went to the sh- the barbershop and said, "I want the number six. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit had to be from like nineteen seventy five. Well, they had the old posters up. That was the the black the the Rudy Ray Moore and the, <laughs> and the black He had the Dolomite. He had the Dolomite posters, and I want that. <laughs> The shaft, girl. I was like, I didn't even realize that was Lamont Billy. That's how, like, I was like, these are some extreme. Is this person okay? And he was not okay. No, Crazy K wasn't okay. Yes, his name is Crazy K. He is a gangbanger, but he don't look like he really bangs with anybody specifically. He's solo dolo out here. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but he was shooting people up. Yes. Doing a lot. He more less of a gangbanger, more of a serial killer. Honestly, but then he was like <laughs> he was collecting money. So there's like maybe more drug dealer less gangbanger. Because um he would just go up to people and like you short this month and shoot the shit out of them. And I'm like, uh all right. <laughs> That's a lot. And then I think in the process he Get shot by three people. We never see who they are until we do see mm-hmm. the, who they are. Um, and then there's a whole thing with like the cops come and shoot the people who shoot him. So he's basically saved by the cops. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of blood. There's like a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, we we can we can fast forward through that scene. <laughs> and um, he's in jail. He's Next in- to. A super racist. Okay, so see, like, this is the, this is, this part, this is, I'm struggling. <laughs> so this there's, is where. There's so much. No, because remember, there's a lady who's like, we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're signing him up for like rehabilitation, right? And then it's a black lady. And then like, it's that one guy who's always also, he was the cop. He was, he's always in random TV shows and stuff or movies, but um, and I don't know his name, but the like Crazy K has been in jail for two years. I think he was like life without chance of parole too. So like he's in there. He's just like fuck it. I'm gonna do like beat up other people, and so he was in solitary confinement for a few years as well. And so like he's in there, like. <laughs> I don't know, something about him, the way he was interacting with this lady, I was like, this is giving me, like, Kevin Hart at his most, like, chaotic. Because um, he was just like, well, fuck you then, bitch. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> whoa! 
was reminding me it's like a like a Kevin Hart sketch. And so um they're like, yeah, we're gonna send you down for this rehabilitation. Why do they send him to like a dungeon dressed like Kutikente? That was part of his rehabilitation. What? <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, so he they took his shirt and his shoes. He's wearing like a banana a hammock. It's very like there's no jumpsuits. I don't know. Like they, I don't know. Is this supposed to be like a like a like a a a callback to like white people experimenting on black people? Is that what this is Probably. supposed to be like? I feel like that's part of it. Cause um. Yeah, I was like, you just took us way back, way back. This whole segment, like, I hate it, but you know, I do not like this segment. <laughs> this is my least favorite of all of them. Yeah, I hate it so but, much because it's doing a lot. It's doing too much and not in like the right places. Because, like you said, he's in a cell next to this. Um, White supremacists, another one, Jesus Christ. And then there, um, but he's like a Charles Manson type because he's talking about, you know, join my army full of blacks because, you know, basically helter skelter, um, the world's going to end. And the only way the black people will survive is if they're white people's slaves. So you can join my army and be my slave. And I was like... (laughs) And he called him a spade, too. Yes, I'm sorry. Like, very interesting. Bruh. I mean, you know, it's Crazy K, this is the thing I liked about Crazy K because he wasn't really putting up with no shit. He was like, what the fuck did you call me? <laughs> and I appreciated that because I was like, after seeing fucking Corbin or whoever the hell that man was and then Clarence not doing what he needed to do, I was like, well, at least you got somebody who was just like, uh... No, I won't be taking any of that from you. He's like, you can join my army. And I think he punches him in the face through the bars. He does. And the man just start laughing. Like, I mean, and kind of like bringing up what he has done. So, oh, God. Yeah. It's like, well, you know what? You do. You're doing my job for me because you're killing your people in your neighborhood. So I don't have to do anything. You doing it. You know, black on black crime. I was like, this is Spike (laughs) Lee's hand all over it. I hate every second. Because I was like, why? Why is this happening? Like, I don't really. Why? I don't like this. And then um, they come and get. Crazy K. I don't even know why. Because the, the, the white guy wasn't even down there for a specific reason. The lady was just like, um, I wanted you to meet him because I think it would be beneficial for you. And I was like, you put him next to a white supremacist and thought that would be beneficial. He's got like all kinds of slurs tattooed on him. He's got a knife that says like kill like niggers. And I was like, what are we doing? Where are we going with this? And how, why, how is it going to end? It, Ciao. this is just, it's a, it's a lot. Ciao. So he goes for like his experiments and part of it is like, it reminds, it's like, 
It reminded me of Clockwork Orange. Yes, it reminded me of Clockwork Orange. Um, if anybody's familiar with that, it's like the same kind of concept almost. It's like a guy who goes around with his gang of droogs. Um, Doing ultraviolence. Ultraviolence, which includes, but it is not limited to breaking, entering, uh, rape, murder, because um, they go and kill that homeless guy, and um, drinking spiked milk, which I think is just like drug milk. I don't really know um, that whole point, but um, in that movie, there is like an effort for him, like once he's in prison, um, Alex, who's the leader for him to be like rehabilitated and the way they rehabilitate him quote unquote is that they strap him into this chair full of all like in front of all these like medical personnel and like people who are kind of like I don't know like psychologists and things like they're um, observing the study and they like pry his eyes open with this like weird I don't Stanley Kubrick be putting people through it because I don't think that was fake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it didn't feel like it was fake. I would have to do some side research. But um, when they put the little thing at the bottom of his eye, and I was like, please be careful with his cornea. <laughs> like, I think Malcolm is fine now. But like, you know, I mean, this was like 50 years ago or whatever. But like, Jesus Christ. And so they pry his eyes open. They strap him in his chair. And then they show him all this horrible imagery that he's like forced to watch for like, I don't know like hours on in and that's basically what they do here only it's like more medieval yeah because like they have him in this like weird mad scientist lab that also looks like a dungeon from like the 1500s (laughs) and i was like again this looks like experimentation on black people i do not like this and um when they strap him in, they, oh, it was so awful, dude, when they put the tubes up his nose. I was like, how far are you going to go? Where are you trying to go with the tubes? And he, he's like, fuck y'all. They, ball, they gave him a ball gag? Yeah. Which I was also like, oh, this is too much. Because I don't like, I don't like things where people are being restrained <laughs> and possibly suffocating. That is a very big fear of mine and so i was like this is getting hard to watch and um they strap him in and they start playing girl this fucking you know what (laughs) i just got mad i got madder i'm getting sweaty um (laughs) i'm actually getting sweaty um it's like rap music over footage of like kkk rallies and like gangbangers shooting each other and like people sitting there next to lynched bodies because that's a thing that people did and probably still do under the cover of darkness is sit there and take pictures next to next to lynched like bodies um gleefully they used to put this shit on like postcards and stuff like it is dark sided out here and it was like it went out like that for like i don't know like five minutes (laughs) straight and i was like i don't think you know, I don't really be going out and looking for pictures like this. And I know people on t- Twitter had to be told a long time ago to stop putting fucking pictures like this up on the internet for people to see because it is very, very triggering. And just in general, like, I don't want to see anybody murdered. And they much, still do it. Much less people being murdered and people sitting there gleefully enjoying them eating picnic sandwiches and whatever. And, you know, 
chilling with the gang, cracking a cold one with the boys. Like it's, it's very, very like harrowing. And yes, they still do it. It's just now it's like police violence videos on autoplay and people being murdered in Nigeria. Cause like under the guise of awareness, but that's a whole nother story and a whole nother tangent that I could go. And I'm just like a little bit too sweaty to continue on that train of thought. But like, what the hell i was so mad at this i was like wow dare you combine rap music with the kkk and then compare the kkk to gang members i mean they are kind of a gang but like girl comparing are not intimidating people at the polls and and incidenting poll taxes and all kinds of shit and and blowing people up and like to compare like racial violence to gang violence is just something that you have to stop doing and i understand the 90s were a different time and people continue to try to do it today. And you just can't you because just, it's you, too- we have centuries of institutional racism to deal with yeah. that made things the way they are. You don't have gang members being elected to like Congress and like the Senate and like the presidency and, and stuff like that. But you definitely have KKK members in like very high positions. There's cops. Um, there are definitely politicians or people who are being influenced by that are politicians are being influenced by KKK members. Um I mean, take your pick. It's not even them. It's like a whole bunch. Of, it's a whole bunch of fucking different people out there. And just, you know, there's like a de- clear delineation of power. You know, yeah. nobody on our side is really, or I don't want to say on our side, but nobody's like out here just like, you know, in gangs or out here influencing public policy. Why would you do that? And then I was like, this is so old fuddy-duddy. I only listen to jazz music type people made this because who else would sit there and compare like why would you overlay hip-hop music and again like i hate it in 1995 i hate it we were kids like we were kids in 1995 so we and we were well areas i grew up in weren't like heavily impacted with gang violence, so I can't really speak to it, but I know in the mid-90s, like the 80s and stuff, there were areas that were impacted by gang violence, but again, making these comparisons, they're unfair. It's not the same. It's like... It's not the same. It's punching down, once again. Yeah. Punching down on people that you shouldn't be punching down on and it just reeks of like you're making us look bad for these white people (laughs) type of type of vibe and I just hated it so much and I was like Spike Spike I recognize the bullshit when I see it I recognize it I'm not like a huge like Spike Lee watcher but I was like I've I've started to see enough that I'm 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 picking up bits and pieces and I don't like what I see Watched a lot of Spike Lee movies because, to me, 
growing up, I was like, oh, film. Um, yeah, and you've watched Bamboozled, which is a movie I'm still not. You gotta watch Bamboozled, bro. I probably will never watch Bamboozled. I'm sorry, you're not getting any more of my time. You spike. need to watch Bamboozled. You gotta watch. Isn't Michael Rapaport in We talked about this several times. I asked, wasn't Michael Rapaport in there? And you said yes. And I'm not giving that man that human liver spot any of my time. And that's why I hate that man. But anyway. But, you know, after this particular section, so I hate the whole concept of this segment, but I actually kind of liked what happens next. I mean, yeah. Well, so after they do the whole thing, right, they bring them to the sensory deprivation room, which was not sensory deprivation because I thought I was going to fall the fuck out. We have like a seizure inducing room. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> that was a sensory overload room. Good grief. Like, y'all, I mean, flashing lights and horror child. Woo. It's not um, fun. I mean, it's disorienting, which I guess is the point. But then as at, at a certain point, you're just like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. Like, I literally cannot physically watch this. I don't know what you want me to do. So. Yeah. Just be mindful for like the folks like me with our little 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 neurological issues. I don't know anybody who sit there for that shit, but especially y'all. But like, good grief! My little migraine brain, a little <laughs> razzle dazzle. It's a little bit too much razzle on your dazzle. Yes. Um, this but they Ebenezer Scrooge moment that they had. Yes, where they confront him with all his, like, murder, like, all the people he killed and have him say, dog, I was just outside. Yeah, (laughs) he was just, I was just on the block chilling. I was, there was a little girl, too. I felt really bad about that That part. I was like, oh, that's a little too close to home. Um, Yeah. But then, too, I think they just skimmed over it. This is the other part that pissed me off. They just skimmed over the fact that he was like, well, I've been through some shit. Like, nobody ever asked me what I've been through or, like, why. Nobody ever asked him, like, why he turned to to drug dealing and why he he does what he does, which, of course, you don't want to make excuses for anybody. But at the same time, it's like nobody just picks up drug dealing just because... Especially, like, not really in the hood. Like, I feel like you would need... There's usually a reason. Maybe not explicitly stated, but, like... If you're in some yeah. sort of economic issue or, you know, school is trash because they give you the shitty books. <laughs> like, you don't want to go to school and you're in a class with 30 other people and, like, stuff like that. Like, nobody ever considers that. And I don't understand why that wasn't brought up. Yeah, a little bit more time here. Just a little bit. A little less strobe lights. Could have helped. Well, then the lady's like, well, it's not it's not your parents' responsibility. It's your responsibility. And I was like, isn't he like, like in his late teens, early twenties? Yeah. He's he's a kid. So you're not gonna you're not gonna ask him about anything that his childhood he could have been a Walter situation. You don't know that. He could have left home and had to fend for himself. So, but I, 
shit was kind of <laughs> like this part. I mean, after Be- this, yeah. Because, okay. Oh, what I, I like about this, because he is faced with his actions, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is everything that he has done in his life, right in his face, mm-hmm. right now. And he's facing this. And he breaks free of, like, his rehabilitation, his his therapy. Yeah. And they're saying, like, he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, You know, I don't want to do this. And he basically says, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all. Uh, you and- know what? Can I also say, I loved, after watching... Six seasons of Moesha and seeing Hakeem be all or Hakeem be all puppy love over Brandy and shit. I just loved seeing him be just a little bit unhinged. I felt that <laughs> I needed that because then later seasons of Moesha and I was like, can y'all get a grip? Can y'all get a grip, please? And so just to see him be like, well, fuck this and fuck you. <laughs> like you know what i like this i enjoy i'm sad that we never got to see more of this from lamont yeah this is also really jarring when i first watched this right because you turn on moesha like next year <laughs> yes <laughs> you like, ah! watch this and it's like hockey yeah, he's such a sweetheart for most of it. There's like one or two episodes, and I was like, "Why y'all do that to him? Why y'all make him like that?" But like, but for the most part of the show, he's like a total sweetheart. So to see him like this, I was like, "Well, damn, <laughs> good grief!" But he breaks out and he threatens like to kill one of like the assistants in here, and like one of the assistants to the therapist doing the rehabilitation, and she's like, "Don't do it." Like, if you do it, you know, you can never go back from doing this. Like, you have a chance right now. You can change everything. All you have to do is not do that. Don't kill her. You could just, like, accept your rehabilitation. You could just, like, do this and everything will be okay. I was very confused by that, too, because she clearly does not like him. She basically Mm -hmm. called him scum. So I was like, why should he listen to anything you say? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck, fuck y'all. And I mean, he decides to do it. I don't blame him at that point. Cause I was like, this woman is not a good person. Like I don't. Mm-mm. That also made me feel a way. And then you realize that like, maybe that's like and then it comes back to like actual reality that all the quote-unquote rehabilitation was like his last moments like he was actually like dying from being shot and maybe not killing the assistant could have been someone coming to save him i don't know because wasn't she like not real she wasn't real, but like maybe it could have been like a s- actual second chance. Oh, like that's what you, I interpreted it as. Like you on repent, this watch, like you repent on yes. your deathbed, then you mm-hmm. won't go to hell or and or purgatory. 
kind of thing. Or maybe it's an actual second chance, you know? Oh, like he'd come back to life for real? Because I was like, they yeah. shut you up. So, like, I don't I hope somebody's Maybe it could have been a 50 cent situation. Oh, God. Oh, good. You know what? You know what? All I can do is shake my head. <laughs> so that's what I interpreted as this I don't time? Know, I don't think any repenting was happening over there on that side. But, and he ends up dying. Well, the cops never come. To shoot no. the other gangbangers, and then we figure out that the people who shot him are the three people that are in the funeral. <laughs> yes. So they basically shot him and then, like, went to the funeral home? Yes. So it turns out that Stack, Ball, and Bulldog are at the funeral home because they are there to pick up the shit. Um, so it's Mr. Sims. I was like, okay, yeah, I got the shit for you. Come on, come down with me further into the basement. Well, they were like, why are you playing games? Like, you did, like, why do you know who this is and, like, what happened to him? Because it just happened. Like, he wouldn't have been in there if it just happened. I'm assuming it just, like, happened, like, because they was what they wouldn't have reacted probably that strongly. But, um, yeah, <laughs> they're like, stop fucking around. Because they pull a gun on him when they were like, you can't rehabilitate those types of people. <laughs> They were like, what the fuck? And yeah, he's like, I got the shit. <laughs> Devlin has been saying this for days <laughs> on Twitter. Go ahead and say it. Oh, the, the, the shit, the poopity pop. <laughs> <laughs> Why was on earth, man? <laughs> the poopity pop. I had to rewind it. I had to rewind it because he's been calling it the Yeah, I got the shit. (laughs) Oh, because remember, he was when he introduced uh, Crazy K's story, he's like, Yeah, he got into the shit. (laughs) It's like, This is so dramatic. What is this Shakespearean reading of this man's story? The poopity pop. The poopity pop, girl. That's so fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. That is hilarious. I'm. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> the first time you heard that, what did you do? Did you even realize he said it? No. <laughs> I was losing my mind. By that point, you were like, what the hell? <laughs> yes. Because I was trying to figure out what was going on. And I was a little afraid. At that point, because we didn't have a monster, we didn't have dolls, which I don't fuck with. And <laughs> it was a lot going on. We had Crazy K. It was just too much oh. for me at that point. So, oh Pop <laughs> couldn't process it. I'm sorry. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> he was, oh my God. Who wrote that? Who was in Risky. the writing's room and said, do you know what we're going to say here? He, they were like, that's hot. That's hot in the streets. Mm-hmm. That's going to ring off in the clubs. 
And he's like, okay, come on down here. Come on, come on, follow me. Come on. Yeah. And he's like, okay, the shit is in here. It's in here. And he shows him three caskets. Child. He said he got so much shit is what he said, too. <laughs> I was like, how many? Because I'm still thinking there's drugs. <laughs> I was like, how much did you find in just a random alley? But he has them open the caskets. And in each casket is their body. Yes, it's them. Dressed for their own funeral. And they're like, yo, man, what the fuck is this? Uh, it, me too. <laughs> me as <laughs> well. Like... Me also. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody just showing you, like, like you, you've been talking to this man for probably an hour. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, I feel like these stories longer than I have the way he be talking. Just a little slow. He's like, mm-hmm. this this story is about a man. <laughs> that got into the shit. <laughs> <laughs> stares. Stares menacingly at nothing. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? The shit. The poopity pop. <laughs> I hate so, this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Oh, God. So they pull out goods on him. He's like, what kind of funeral home is this? He's like, it ain't no fucking funeral. <laughs> He's in the Terror Dome either. Whatever, I don't remember what the question was asked, but when he said very, he's like, very. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> We've gone to the depths, literally the depths. I forget what it is, but I oh, think the line is like, welcome to hell, motherfucker. That's exactly what he says. And it's a line that has lived in my head. Since 1995. Because <laughs> it is iconic. Because from then he transforms from Mr. Sims, Frederick Douglass, cosplay enthusiast, <laughs> to Satan. Literally the devil. What is he? What's that one horror movie? That what, Legend? About- which one? Wait, Legend? I don't know. It's like a. I used to see it at fucking Blockbuster all the time. Maybe. I'm thinking so. I would say yes. Something close to this. This is a Ridley Scott film. I bet you it is. Somebody else I don't bang with that well. This is close. Yeah, I would say this. A bunch of prosthetics. Um. Child, and they're in hell. They are in hell. They're doing yes. the Harlem Shake down in Hades, in the flames yes. of hell. With Mr. Sims and Crazy K and Carl. Oh yeah, because they were all what? girl. Yeah, because there was more than one person down there, or more than them. But I didn't remember. I just remember the one in the back, kind of doing a little shake, and I was like. Okay, Harlem, shake it. 
Come on, bad boy. And they're just sizzling, frying up in hell. And that's it. And the movie ends. Yes, and that was the twist that I was not prepared for. What did you think of it? I said, what the hell is happening? Because I was like, there's something, of course, there's something wrong with this man. Like, there's something not all the way there with this man. Um, He's got very shifty, very googly eyes. I don't like it. I don't like his expressions. I don't like any of the faces he's pulling. I hate it. And then, <laughs> as soon as he morphed into the devil and I said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I was like, then I said, all this for three game bands? Yes, you got to put on a show. Sometimes you get bored in hell. <laughs> I was like, there's so many, you know, emissaries, so many demons you could have sent up, but you were just like, no, nah, I'm going to take this one. I'm going to just put on a little, little razzle here, a little dazzle here. I'm going to get my Frederick Douglass wig out of storage. <laughs> Set up my dolls in my organ. I'm gonna bring them up with me. <laughs> Give my yeah, because I'm tall, man. <laughs> bring them up with me. Set up shop, and it's showtime. I'm gonna bring the funeral home set with me. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I'm like, is there nothing? There's no bigger fish to fry down there? I mean. In the ninth some, Sometimes you just make time. Make people feel special. He said, I'm going to put this on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pencil that in. Pencil that in. The torture and psychological warfare on three men <laughs> who are looking to buy some drugs. Yes. On a Tuesday. <laughs> what? Was it a Tuesday? <laughs> it was a Tuesday. Child, listen. I I hollered. I was like, okay. This is, <laughs> this is an end. Because I'm like, I guess, like, what else would, what other kind of end would it be? You know? This is a perfect ending. Like, it's so good. Like, honestly, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't blame, I mean, I don't, I don't see any other ending and I don't think it's a bad ending. I just thought, I just was caught off guard because I was like, surely Satan has other things to do. I love it. I love, I I love this ending. He just felt like coming to the hood was the right thing for him. Yes. To say, welcome to hell, motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> like they weren't already kind of already in a hellish situation. Girl, <laughs> this is, this is fun. <laughs> this ain't no funeral home. <sighs> I just wish I could, you know, figure out the writer's room like what was in the writer's room who said you know what's gonna ring off um and really get the girls talking this twist i mean it's a good twist i mean you know i i mean i literally cannot i could not think of like another way that this could have ended maybe not satan 
Maybe it could have just been like he got some, you know, he's got some ties to the dark forces. Mm. You know, because I was like, Satan, that's a big deal. If you think about all yeah. the demons and shit in hell, <laughs> like this could have been, you know, this could have been like a an onboarding session for somebody. <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm thinking of like the uh, the the good place where they would have the bad place and they'd be like, no, we you didn't do well on your task. Um, trying to introduce people into the bad place. So you yourself will be going <laughs> for torture as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is funny. Parts of this movie were not funny, but this shit was funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe that shit when it happened. Would you recommend this movie? I think so. I think minus that fourth segment, but then of course, if you don't do the fourth segment, how are you going to get to the, the twist at the end? That's the only, that's the other issue I have. That's the only issue. That's the other issue I have. I'm like, damn, that you have to watch that. Otherwise it won't make sense. Cause yeah. I think when I first watched it, cause like I said, I watched it twice. I watched it in the middle of the night cause I was up late. And then I was also watched it like, couple hours ago and so i was catching stuff more stuff now like when they talk about we didn't know that guy because of course i'm not gonna admit to knowing this person to this like random strange man um you know i was catching a little bit more stuff but yeah i felt like i was like damn but also too i wish there had been more like the stories that interacted with each other mm-hmm. like i wish characters i mean Again, I guess that's like the fun part of of an anthology, especially if it's like a, a Ryan Murphy anthology, is that characters from one or at least similar people will come from one and be in another. Um, I think that ties it together more because like, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like the Walter story, that didn't that had a bad guy that got his due. And so did the KKK story. The first story with the cops, I mean everybody kinda got like there was no real like happy ending for like poor Clarence. And yeah. then I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of the other story. Um, that I'm like going blank on. So I just wish, I mean, that was my thing. I was kind of like, how does this all tie into the devil? But like, <laughs> how does this tie into the devil? Like, you know, did somebody sell their soul? Was the devil at work in the piece of paper? That's why I would have liked to have like a real good tie in. That's the only thing. But I think it, like you said, like I, I think it was good. And I think I would say, yes, I would watch this. I don't, I've heard the, the second one is not good. Now, mm-hmm. and the devil one? in that movie. So, uh-uh. now see. Devil playing the devil. Mm-mm. Don't do Keith David. We've also mm-mm. talked about Keith David. Mm-mm. In um, They Live. <laughs> one day I'm going to get Brittany to watch. A movie I like talking about. What is that? Featuring Keith David. What, Eternal Sunset? I mean, Requiem for a Dream? 
<laughs> he is not an eternal sunshine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen it like three times. He's, okay, so then every time I comment with a Keith David picture that's why I, in the group why. chat, everybody seems to have a problem with me. I don't know what I did. That's why. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. why he is what he is. Ass to ass. Darren Aronofsky is actually possibly crazy. <laughs> Something not right there either. Some in the milk ain't clean. The milk is not clean. Not a, not a bit. <laughs> I don't think I could watch that movie again, honestly. We'll find another Keith David feature. Watch ATL. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's a great that's a great choice. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming you would um, you would recommend this. Naturally. <laughs> this just was your pick. Yes, I enjoy this movie. It, well, I mean, it is heavy. It is heavy. Um, I will say that. It, it's a heavy movie to watch, but it is, like I was saying earlier, it's a movie that I feel has value. Um, Even if some of the segments don't age as well as others, I feel like if you are a horror fan, you need to watch this movie. It's worth a watch. So I would recommend it. I think they're doing, I mean, I think this is like a pretty well-made for like something that's also seems like it's on like a smaller, excuse me, smaller budget. Um, Because I mean, I feel like the anthology format is pretty popular um i don't know how you would stack this up next to them um this is one that i watch often um like as about as often as some of the other ones Mm -hmm. um and i want yeah yeah this is one of my favorites Okay, I mean... I would say. Yeah, because I didn't really have many notes, and I remembered pretty much everything about it. All right, I wrote exactly no notes, only because I had no freaking time. So, that's not me being a lazy boots. Um, But yeah, I pretty much remembered everything. Also, I helped I watch it twice. So, um, yeah, I think it holds up pretty well, at least in, like, the some of the more... um, I mean, it's not, like, jump scares, but there is, like, pretty harrowing situations. I personally do not ever want to see that many lynch people ever again in my life. Yeah. And the only thing about it is you got a movie that was made in 1995, and then we're still talking about some of the same societal problems. Yes, so that's that's the big thing about it. I think that makes it really heavy. It is like, damn. I definitely cop violence and, you know, other fucked up things happening. And I wonder, like, if we revisit, I, I don't know the longevity of this podcast, but, you know, like, if we revisit this film in 10 more years, 20 more years, like, will it be the same? I can't wait to log on 
to <laughs> to <laughs> Skype, call Brittany at age um how old would I be in twenty? Fifty one. And we're like remember remember when we talked about Tales from the Hood. And I'll be like, no, but we can talk about it. <laughs> and then how old will the movie been? Because I think it's what, 25 years old now? So yes. So by then it'd be like a, what, 75? That's weird. That's too much. My brain would not, I don't know. I don't like that. Um, that was too much for me to think about. <laughs> Looking back on movies I watched as a child. So, or not not watch a child but came out when I was a child. That's weird. No, that's not good math. I wouldn't be 75. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad math. What did I say? 20 years from now. So it'd be 45 years. Sorry. Yes. I think 50. That was scary. Um Yeah, no, girl. I mean, maybe. I mean the thing we'd have to go we'd have to go back to each one of the movies that we've watched and be like, ooh no, and say, oh, would this still be good? Like how we feel about the Players Club. <laughs> oh, Players Club. Watching that. When we watched it, it was just like, girl, no. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot to handle. Um, yeah. So, I mean, definitely, we both definitely recommend this one. Like I said at the beginning, I enjoyed this a lot more than I enjoyed People Under the Stairs. I think because it moved a lot better, even though it was like broken up into four parts. I think... Um, it didn't get too stagnant necessarily. Um, honestly, I want to see more of the, the, the morticians and like the funeral home sort of stuff. I wish they had explored that a little bit more hmm. with like some of the inner work. I'm sorry. Like funeral homes are creepy. Yeah. It's generally creepy. Cause they try to make it real nice and soft and quiet. And that's exactly the opposite of what you want in that situation. Like, I don't, it's too quiet. You hear everything. So, um, so yeah, I think this is a good pick. Shout out to you, Brittany. Thank you. She I'm did, glad you liked it. She didn't pick something I came back and immediately was like, girl, why? <laughs> why? Why did you do it? Yes. <laughs> so, we have literally, well, I don't say literally, we have to discuss our next uh, picks for November. I can't believe it's November already. Who the hell Ooh. knows what's going to happen in like two weeks because shit is probably going to hit the fan once again. And um, I'll be in a catatonic state. <laughs> Ooh, child. Child, I don't want to even think about it. So um, we have some interesting choices ahead. Brittany's not going to like me, but we're going to do oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, um, you can look out for those. I hope everybody's having a, a great, um, what is it? Spoopy? Is that what everybody's saying? Spoopy Halloween? Yeah. Season? Is that something I'm saying? Spooky? I guess. I don't know what that's about, you know. Yeah, I do, yeah. I see spoopy a lot and I'm like, okay, um, I'm assuming that's shorthand for this. But, um, yeah, I hope y'all are doing you know, having a good time. I hope y'all are following along and all the movies that I have been putting myself through <laughs> for hashtag content. I have watched two films. 
Which they one were did fun. You watch? Which one did you watch? I watched, um, well, of course, this. I've also watched Peeping Tom and Witchboard. Oh, I haven't. Oh, is that the one with the Ouija board? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember you putting that in there. Yeah, I got to put Peeping Tom in there. That was, that was good. Yeah. I, you always find some movies I've never heard of. Yeah, it's from the 60s. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> There's been some movies I want to put on there, but I'm like, is this even a horror movie? And then I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, like, who cares? Because, like, I want to watch Midsummer. It's, I don't feel like it's very horror, but there's some horrible things that happen. <laughs> yeah. In said movie, we're just doing, like, throwbacks. We're calling callbacks to, like, literally every episode that we have done. Yeah, we have a lot. Yeah. Wow, we have a lot. We do. We do. We are we are out here cranking out that sweet content. Um, and shout out to everybody who's like been following us and interacting with us and giving us like claps on some of the movies that we've been watching. <laughs> Cause I'm like, girl, I hope y'all hate this shit. I'm still upset that everybody said that Final Destination was a good movie, but you know what? Say la vie. Yeah, you might as well just crank up that Final Destination too. Mm-hmm. I actually it. don't know if I can find it. I'll have to see. You know what movie I wanted to watch for the first time in 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 probably over a decade was freaking Saw, and I can't find it. I'm very. They took them all off YouTube. I mean, not YouTube. Hulu. Um, there is one Saw on Hulu, and I think it is. Oh, is this it? Oh, it's on Cinemax. I don't have Cinemax. It's mm. like the one channel, but they do have Saw 5. Nope, Saw 5 is also, sorry, Saw 6 is on Cinefax as well. Girl, remember Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. That was such a weird fucking, that's a weird, I think they're all on Cinemax is what I'm, is what I'm seeing and I don't have that channel, so I don't know. How I will get to watch Saw, and honestly, once October's over, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> oh, Saw so be like my oh, it's spring. Watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm probably not gonna do this, but I can't wait to discuss what we're gonna do next. Cause okay, okay. I'm sure we're gonna have a, we're gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of arguing. So. We don't have any listener letters this um, episode, unfortunately. Um, but if you want to send us one, you should email us at um, blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at BLK Film Club. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. You can visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com. We will be updating that soon-ish, God willing. Yes. Lord willing, um, when we ever get some time. So uh, you can also listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get a podcast, we are there. Um, you know, like us, give us a review. That always helps. Yeah. You know, let us know if we're doing too much, not enough. I'm assuming it's the former and not, not the latter. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
And as always, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Where would we be without the listeners? Here, talking to each other. Shouting into the void as usual. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And also shout out to Supayaki for once again sponsoring this episode. Go ahead, get you a t-shirt, get you a mug, maybe a, a, a hoodie. A pin. Yeah, pins, patches, stickers. I think they they put out a lot of stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. currently waiting. I didn't realize that what I ordered was pre-order, but everybody else has got their pre-order, so now I'm sitting here. Yes, I'm out here cute in my merch. By the time I get my merch, it'll be be Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'll be the sad, sad girl in her her scream-themed t-shirt, but I can't wait to get it. I'm very excited. Yes, we can be twins. I know. Yeah, we should be twins. Oh, why would you come down here? We could take pictures in our t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> oh that'd be so cute. Um, yeah, but I guess, you know, whenever I get my teacher, I can't wait. But definitely go order from them and shout out to them for um, putting up with us. <laughs> Attaching yes. our name to this. Yes. <laughs> Bless. So I guess, is there anything else? Do you have any other announcements? No. No. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. Put your mask on when you go out, please. Over your nose. At your Halloween parties, because you motherfuckers aren't slowing down for nobody. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands. Oh, please, God. <laughs> I worry about some of you. Ciao. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.